the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Hall of Fame Bets is a sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Sign up at GameTime.co and use promo code CFBX for $20 off. That's GameTime.co, promo code CFBX. I'm just about that action, boss. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guy. It's me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. here at your service. Whoa, that's the wrong button. I'm so glad that didn't play. Whoa, that was almost a misclick. Here we go. <laughs> And we're back breaking down the evening game slate on Christmas Eve. The NFL, by the way, very inconsiderate. They said not only are you getting Christmas Day football, you're getting Christmas Eve football, and you're getting Christmas Eve Eve football. No room for basketball here, says the NFL. Scott Studio Rachel. Scott, what's going on? Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, doing pretty well. Uh, looking forward to breaking down these four games. Should be fun. Kind of crazy. We're already in week 16, so the season definitely has gone by pretty quickly. But still a lot of important games, still a lot of playoff spots undecided. Looking forward to the games. Yeah, absolutely. And it feels like this is the week where we are starting or going to at least start to get some clarity on what's happening with the six. Well, I wouldn't say six wild cards because some of the wild card spots are basically locked up, but basically the seven seeds in both conferences, because there's a bunch of seven and seven teams going up against each other, seven and seven teams that are really rooting and sitting there saying, Hey, we got a chance. We might be able to do this. Even six and eight teams. I mean, the Packers think they still have a chance that they can find a way to win out. So uh yikes but we're focusing here on a four game slate for us scott smaller slate slightly smaller we really only get four or five games but this time it's four and first up on the docket here jacksonville jaguars losers of three straight scott three shout out to you for make getting me back on the baltimore side i was almost on jacksonville and it's a spot that I normally fade Jacksonville. But when I fade Jacksonville, they typically burn me. You brought me back over to Baltimore. We cashed that Baltimore minus three last week. Jacksonville Jaguars on the road going to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off a good game in Lambeau Field where Baker Mayfield has now etched his name into Lambeau Field trivia. Who is the one quarterback? That went into Lambeau Field and finished with a perfect passer rating, Baker Mayfield. He's now he's gonna get laying paid during the offseason. <laughs> he's laying two and a half here 
against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was one earlier today. Now it's two and a half. Scott, 41 and a half is the total. What do you like here? I'm going to lean Jacksonville in this spot. I know that Tampa's been in better form recently, and I've been a bit lower on Jacksonville because I do think that Trevor Lawrence, even though he was playing through an injury, I refuse uh-huh. to believe he's even at like 80% health. He looked, He's looked decent the last couple of weeks, but the fact that most players would be probably missing a week or two minimum with that injury, uh-huh. and he didn't miss any time at all, I thought he would struggle a bit more, and I thought the Jacksonville Jaguars were a bit overrated because of it. But you're looking at Tampa... And even though they are currently in decent form, they're in the worst division in football. It's why they're in line to potentially make a playoff spot. I do think Jacksonville is being undervalued. They lost to Baltimore. A lot of teams lose mm-hmm. to Baltimore, but that that happens. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And Jacksonville thought drove the ball pretty well against that defense. They had a very hard time closing out drives. They had seven points. Should have been 14. I thought the Ridley catch was a touchdown, uh, but they ended up standing yeah. uh, with the ruling on the field. But still, the point is, I think Jacksonville's offense is still fine. I think the defense is not great, but I thought it was actually decent in the past defense, at least against Baltimore last week. Tampa, I get it. They were beating up on a on a, a Packers team that was kind of struggling as well as they ended up losing to DeVito on Monday Night Football the week, uh, the week prior. But I just think the Buccaneers are not two and a half points better than the Jaguars. And the Jaguars are probably a better team. And I think because of that, it's a good buy low spot for a Jacksonville team that's actually pretty good on the road. So I'm going to go with the Jaguars plus two and a half. That's what I was just about to mention, Scott. Like, I would not have guessed, not really have guessed that they were so good on the road. But if you look at Jacksonville on the road, they're actually, what's this, one, two, three, four, five, seventh best in road points per game, opponents' road points per game, only giving up 19.1 points per game. Uh, Baltimore, San Francisco, Atlanta, ironically. Minnesota, Kansas City, and New Orleans are the only teams that are better than them. But this, so the defense gets gets up. This feels like the ultimate letdown spot for Baker Mayfield to go on the road, have a perfect passer rating, a great game. You went back up north and handled business, come back down south thinking, all right, now we're rolling. We get this Jacksonville Jaguars team that's lost three straight. We've won three straight. We played ourselves back into a playoff spot. We played ourselves in a chance to try to win the division here. And you nerf up a game at home to a team that's really good on the road. I mean, yes, yeah, a non-conference road spot for the Jaguars, but I, I just don't know if I can lay two and a half with this with this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team when I think this Jaguars team is the same, if not a little bit better. I'm taking the points. Give me just a plus two and a half with the Jaguars. It's a spot where Jacksonville's pass defense has gotten a lot of criticism recently, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Tampa's pass defense is arguably worse. So it's not like these teams are that much different in the way that they're built. And I do think that Jacksonville is the better overall team, in my opinion. So oh. I do think that even though Tampa is in better form recently, you're looking at who they played compared to who Jacksonville played recently, and the recent forms make a bit more sense. Green Bay oh. I was higher on a couple weeks ago. Most of it goes Jordan Love had that moment for about a couple weeks there where against the Lions and against the Chiefs, he looked very solid. But Tampa, once again, the last couple of games, have they really beaten many great teams by any means? It just feels like they've been getting a pretty favorable spot in their schedule. They beat Carolina by three. Congrats, I guess. Beat the Falcons with, you know, congrats on that, I guess, too, with Ritter. I mean, that counts. That game came down to the wire, and you gave up 300-plus passing yards to Ritter in the first place, and you beat Jordan Love. 
So I do know that those were some road games. You won three in a row. Those are potentially three non-playoff teams. The Jaguars lost in overtime to Cincinnati on the road against Cleveland and at home against Baltimore, arguably three playoff teams. I think Mm -hmm. strength of schedule is a big reason for the current form of these teams. Give me Jacksonville to bounce back. Ah, I think we're stealing getting plus money with Jacksonville, man. It I really feels like we're stealing a product of an easy spot in the schedule. So I think yeah, I, I have no idea how I, I'm really confused on. I'm really confused on how Tampa's favored here. Is it? I, I don't. Is it us? Why is Tampa favored here? And the fact well, that I mean, back when it was minus issues, one, but back when it was minus extreme. one, yeah, I kind of understood. But two, two and a half? No way. No I mean, Kirk shot. is out. Zay Jones is out. There's been some. There's been some injuries, but I do think you're looking at a spot where, once again, Jacksonville, as long as Lawrence is somewhat healthy, and I think uh-huh. you would agree, even though maybe he hasn't been as accurate as he was in the past post-injury, he still looked fine. And I think that yeah. there's not that much of a drop-off. ETN and I don't need held, him to do much. Still have weapons. I don't need him to do much. This Jacksonville, we no. talked about this team gives up 19 points per game on the road. I don't need him to do much. Just don't turn the ball over. Give me a couple, a couple, two to three good drives, and we're good. We're going to cash here. So, yeah, I'm all over Jacksonville. And they win a low-scoring game. Give me the under 41 and a half. The total I'm a bit more confused on. I definitely like Jacksonville. The issue is the pass defenses for these teams are so bad that I can't see a couple of massive plays. I can see a lot of blown coverages, a lot of big gains. I think I'm going to lean over. I do quickly want to check the injury, the uh, weather report for Tampa. Uh, but let me just quickly see what I can get. No, while you there, look that but... up, I'll say that I don't care how bad these pass defenses are. I think that, one, I agree with you, Trevor Lawrence isn't all the way back. And he, so he's not going to need to do much. I think they're going to lean on that run game. Give me all of Travis Etienne in this game. I think that Travis Etienne is going to get a heavy workload in the fact that they're just trying to maintain the lead, not grow the lead. So they'll get a lead, maybe a big play here or there, maintain the lead, and just go ahead and win the game. Yeah, uh, once again, I think I'm going to lean over. Weather seems to be fine. I'm just banking on a bunch of blown coverages, which I've seen time and time again from these defensive units. It might Mm -hmm. not go way over. They give me Jacksonville 24-20, 23-20. It's a pretty low Mm -hmm. total. All right. Let's see here. Let's talk about prize picks because you have the reboot injury insurance. And I just tell you, this is probably one of my favorite things that prize picks has to offer because, man, if somebody gets injured in the first half, let's say, you know, I talked them up and I'm not going to, I don't want to jinx them, knock on wood here. But if Travis Etienne goes out early in that game and I take the more on his rushing yards, well, then guess what? I'm going to get him rebooted because he did not return in the second half. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform that has injury insurance. Everybody that was talking about, I need this voided, I need this voided, I need this voided. Well, make sure you tap into PrizePix because PrizePix is going to make sure they do it to you. They offer Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits. I just did it earlier. I had made a PrizePix lineup earlier, used Apple Pay. It was real quick. And they got that Taco Tuesday where you can get discounts on prize picks, uh, player projections up to 25%. So make sure you tap into prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash SGPN code SGPN prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. 
All right, let's keep going with the slate here. We got next game on the docket. This one gives me some pause because I don't really know. Arizona Cardinals on the road going to play the Chicago Bears. Bears open up minus four and a half. They're currently sitting at minus four. 43 is the total. 43 and a half is where it opened. Now, you probably could still find some 43 and a halves out there still. And the Bears laying points. You don't see it too often. I agree with it in this case, but four, four and a half might be a number you might be scared of, but I think we would agree Chicago should be favored in this game, correct? Yes, we, we definitely, especially with how much better their defense has been playing since the acquisition of Montez Sweat. Chicago finds ways to blow games, but they've been competitive against a couple of pretty good teams. Can't really say the Do same they cover about four, though? Do they cover four, though? I think I am going to link to Chicago in this one. You have I a don't want to. Talk me into it. You have a dome team in the West Coast traveling to play in Chicago in December, which is never a great scheduling spot. But Arizona's defense, we know, is a mess. That's a given. Gave up 45 points last week. There was a pick six in there, but still, uh, San Francisco mm-hmm. got whatever it wanted on the ground. I think the Bears can't exploit the uh, bad rush defense that the Cardinals have. But once again, as you said before, it's mostly the acquisition of sweat. And now it's completely just revived this defense in the front. And Arizona is not a great pass blocking team. So I do think if the Bears can generate constant pressure on Kyler Murray, that's going to result in a lot of turnovers. It's going to result in a lot of potential mistakes. And I do think that Justin Fields and company can generate big plays. So I actually like the Bears in the spot. I know this team has had issues closing out games, but defensively, they've been extremely opportunistic. And we know Kyler Murray is very turnover prone. Mm-hmm. I do think Chicago in the turnover battle. I think they'll be able to thrive at home. And assuming it's a big assumption, assuming Eberflus doesn't go ultra conservative with the play calling <laughs> in the second half to blow the lead, they're in a good spot. I think they're in a good spot to win this game, actually. I'm a lot lower on Kyler Murray than most people are. I think that he's mm-hmm. an entertaining highlight quarterback. I don't trust him to win games because I don't trust his decision-making most of the time. I'm going to lean to the Bears here. Four and a half, I get. But I do think that the Cardinals, once again, we know roster-wise, are a bottom 2-3 team in the league based on roster. Uh The Bears have some talent. I still think they're a bottom 10 team in the league in terms of talent, but they're probably closer to like 7 or 8. They're the better team. I'll take the Bears at home as the better team, minus 4. I'm terrified of the four, man, because I could see this being a three-point game and the Bears winning. But, I mean... you talked about the defense. It's night and day difference between so these two good. teams. The last three games, you have the Cardinals, who are third worst in the NFL in terms of opponents' points per game, giving up 30.7 points per game in those games. Past three games for the Chicago Bears, second in the NFL, 14.3 points per game. One of those teams were none other than the Detroit Lions, who have been one of the better offenses over the course of the entire season. They held them to the points. It should have been the Lions twice. Yeah, yeah, really should have beat them twice. And and they covered both of those games. So, I mean, this Bears team has been playing up. They look a lot better. I, I, I Man, I mean, I really, really didn't want to lay points with Chicago, but I just don't know any other way that I really feel comfortable taking it. I, give me Chicago minus four. I think that the defense is going to carry them in this game. They're going to run the ball effectively. They're not going to have to do too much. Like, this is run the ball against a bad run defense, play good defense, 
get your big play when you can to DJ more. And then that's all you need to win the game. So hopefully Iberflus doesn't mess that up. <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you. Chicago minus four. As even though I was really, really hesitant, I'm considering locking this. The way that I look at it, the Bears, if you factor in the last five games, they probably should be on a five-game winning streak, beat Carolina yeah. in that very ugly Thursday night game. Then Justin Fields came back. They were beating Detroit for about, I don't know, three and a half quarters in that game. And yeah, they, like... they choked it late. They should have won that game. Beat the Vikings in a very weird game, but they got the job done there. Minnesota's defense, nothing to scoff at. Very good unit. They won that game. Got revenge on the Lions. One by 15. Destroyed the Lions that second game. And the Browns are a playoff team. And they were winning that game, too, in the fourth quarter and choked it away. On the so road. An argument. But that's on the road. They were on it's the on road. on the road, too. And we, we talk Cleveland's about how good. Yeah, we talk about how good Cleveland is at home compared to on the road. They're giving up. They, that's one of the best defenses at home in the entire league. And, I mean, they still they were almost there. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, what I'm saying. Just, the Bears, besides two choke jobs in the fourth quarter, probably should be on a five-game winning streak, beating a decent amount of good competition. And the Bears are kind of undervalued here. Yeah. If we just took out the if we took out the Dame Chicago Bears and just told me a team with this stats and and that looked like this was laying four against Arizona, I would lock this up. So yeah, I'm not. I'd, I'd ask I you though, the if the Bears did not choke, let's say the Bears convert the hail mary that went through Mooney's hands at the end of regulation. Mm-hmm. Are they still laying four and a half? Or are they laying like six? I think the reputation would put them yeah. higher than four and a half. Yeah, it would. It would put them. It would probably. In my opinion, I think that it would be. It would look a lot better for the Bears' record if you said, mm-hmm. "Oh, they're four and one in their last five. They're not laying four and a half here. I think they'd be laying closer to six or six and a half. All right. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Yeah, I really do like the Bears this week. That's crazy. All right. I think Let's I'm just going to the next game. In general, the Dallas Cowboys are on the road going to play the Miami Dolphins in what should be the game of the day. Minus it's not one the game of the week because you got the Christmas game between the Ravens and the 49ers, but it's close to. Yep. I, I put I put a game of the day, game of the day, you know, uh, minus one and a half is where it opened. That's down to minus one fifty is the total that opened up at forty eight and a half. So you see the movement happening on those lines. Cowboys coming off of a tough loss against the Buffalo Bills. And what I mean, I I pretty I locked up Buffalo, so I'm not really surprised there. Uh, it was a good letdown spot after beating Philly and absolutely demolishing them. Whereas Miami coming off of a 30 to nothing whopping of the Jets after they blew, and I mean blew that game in Tennessee. Shout out to analytics. <laughs> Mike Vrabel and Analytics going for two in that while down 14 points. So, okay. I don't think you meant Vrabel, by the way. I think you meant Rivera, right? No, Vrabel. No, Vrabel. I was Vrabel talking about that the, uh, two, Vrabel did that two weeks ago. Yeah, two Rivera weeks ago. Did it. Yeah. yeah, okay. I think it meant last Oh, no, week. no. I yeah. wasn't talking. Oh, yeah. R- Rivera did it last week as well, but Rivera didn't win the game. So, nobody actually, no, he didn't. He actually kicked the extra point and it got blocked. <laughs> so, he actually did not oh. do the very Oh, thing. so idiot. But... Yeah. So, yeah, that's what he gets. So, should have should have went for two like Vrabel did, apparently. Analytics works for everybody except Brandon Staley. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't have to throw a Brandon Staley shot. No, no, it's, I, it, no, no, no. He, he's unemployed. Actually, he's I don't feel bad at all. I don't feel bad at all because Brandon, Brandon Staley, Staley actually less, gets. 
Yeah, he has less jobs than he, we have, and he has more money, and he's yeah. getting paid a lot more. Like he's getting he has paid the best to do job nothing. in football. And best job I in actually, America. He's the fired football. I coach. actually don't feel bad. Yeah, I don't feel bad at all. No, because he's no. getting paid to do nothing. I think that a fired head coach is the best job in America. It is. All right. Back to this game, though. Scott, you're a closet Cowboys fan. Are you going to talk me into the Cowboys here? Well, I know I'm not taking the Cowboys, but I are took you the Bills to last week. The Cowboys? I took the Bills last week, too. So that was a, a slam dunk spot. You said for two. Buffalo. Yeah, two. T-O-O. So, wait. We both had we both had the bills. Oh, I thought you meant two. Well, I'm I know you meant two as in T-O-O, but I thought two as in you're taking Miami here. Oh. Uh can Miami beat a team over 500? It's been about a year and a half. You know what? Great question. I'll give you that. Great question. Isn't Miami like missing almost their entire offensive line? I don't think anybody practiced this entire week on the offensive line. Um, let me pull up. I think like all five starting offensive linemen were just not at practice for Wednesday. So I don't know how healthy this team actually is. All right. Hold on. I have a injury report for you. Okay. Oh, this is the person. Oh, I hate people that type up whole paragraphs for injury report. Like, just show me the names. I don't care your analysis of it. I don't even agree with you. I just want to see the names. All right. Here we go. Loading, 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 loading. I'm loading. pretty sure the Dolphins' entire offensive line is like banged up for this game. All right, so injury report is as follows: We have for the Miami Dolphins, Raheem Mostert. Wait, where are you at? Wow, this is a really long injury report. Holy yep. crap! Okay, Raheem Mostert did not participate in practice. Uh, Austin Jackson did not participate in practice. Cam Smith, well, Austin Jackson, the all lineman, did not participate in practice. Cam Smith, corner, limited in practice. Uh, Robert Hunt, O line, did not participate in practice. Van Ginkle, the linebacker, limited in practice. Uh, Javon Holland, the safety, limited in practice. Devon H. Han, Toe, did not practice. Jalen Ramsey, vet rest. We have. Uh, let me see here. Liam Richburg, Eisenberg, the O-lineman, limited in practice. Deshaun Elliott, concussion, limited in practice. Teron Armstead, the tackle, did not participate in practice. Smythe, the tight end, limited in practice. Tyreek Hill did not participate in practice. Xavier Howard did not participate in practice. Chris Brooks. I think you got my point. Uh, was a full, wait, wait, wait. Chris Brooks, full participant in practice for Chris Brooks. He has okay. 15 attempts and 94 yards on the season. We got a full participant in practice. Let's go. Uh, I think you got Cowboys. my point, though. They're missing a lot of guys. Or they're, they're yeah. a lot of guys are, I'd say, questionable for this game. They're very banged up. I mean, the Cowboys injury report. Cowboys injury report is pretty bad, too. Not you just mentioned you. half I'm, of Miami's roster. I mean, but let's 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 talk about the Cowboys. Yeah. Zach Martin did not participate in practice. Tyron Smith did not participate in practice. Stephon Gilmore did not participate in practice. Malik Hooker did not participate in practice. Jonathan Hakins did not participate in practice. De- uh, Demarcus Lawrence, this was rest. That's I don't expect nothing there. I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, Jordan Lewis is rest as well. And so, yeah, I mean, it's less people, but Stephon Gilmore. Oh, Stephon Gilmore's there. rest. Stephon Gilmore's rest. Don't talk about him. But Malik Hooker, Hooker in the secondary, that's a big name. Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, that's a big name. So it, it's not nothing, but it's nowhere near as bad as the Dolphins. <laughs> that's kind of where I'm looking at it. I think I am an Olean Cowboys here. It's a spot where Miami had basically a bye because they played the Jets. Zach Wilson was bad anyway, but he got a concussion. 
So they just got the tee off on Trevor Simeon for about two and a half quarters. The Cowboys got embarrassed on national TV. And I seem to talk about this angle a lot, but I think it does matter. There is a pride to it. And we know that the Cowboys are much better at home than on the road. I am aware of that. But the Cowboys are a team that we know has been a bit of a front-runner mentality recently where they will Mm -hmm. beat up on bad teams and they'll coast. But against good teams, they tend to shrink. However, I think it's a good spot for a wake-up call. They beat the Eagles. It was a great letdown spot. That's why we did like Buffalo in that game. They got the wake-up call they needed. Miami got a bye, basically, against the Jets team that's abysmal. I'm going to go with Dallas. I think they're the healthier team. I think that they're going to be a bit more on edge for this game because I, in a good way because I think that they're going to be eager to get back out there after whatever the hell happened on Sunday against Buffalo. Give me the Cowboys. I just think their Dolphins are battling a bunch of injuries. I don't know if Tyreek's going to play or not. I don't put any stock into the Jets win, and I think it's a good spot for Dallas to bounce back. I'm actually going to lean to Dallas plus one. I understand that the injury report looks pretty bad, but it's this is also just one day. Of, like Wednesday is the day that everybody sits. Like at this point in the season, end of the season, everybody sits Wednesday. So I'm I don't want to look too far into it right now, but I am not. I'm, I agree with you. It's not nothing. Like I don't think it's nothing. But I it's don't think Miami's it's everything reputation. either. Because if the Cowboys are front runners, then Miami's a Hall of Fame front runner team. Because once again, it's been a year and a half. You haven't beaten anybody over 500 in a year and a half. So both these teams kind of have the same reputation in a way. I just mm. think Miami's reputation is a lot stronger in the front run category. Because once again, at least the Cowboys occasionally beat good teams. This year, mm. they've had an easier schedule. They beat Seattle. Seattle's at 500 now. You get my point, though. Miami hasn't beaten mm-hmm. anybody. You can read off Miami's schedule. Who have they beaten this entire season? Uh, of Miami's 10 wins, they have beaten the Chargers. They beat in the Patriots. They beat in the Broncos. They beat in the Okay, the, the Broncos, are, that was early. Uh, no, don't. Early. No, okay. that's yeah. that's not a good one. Stop. Don't I'm just try saying, to though, good ones. in theory. I, I, I'm okay. on Miami, and I'm telling you, I'm not going to let you try. I'll rephrase. The to beat a 500 <laughs> team at the time. I think Seattle was over 500 when the Cowboys beat them at the time. The Broncos were not. But anyway, you can keep going. Giants, Carolina, Pats again, Raiders. Raiders, Jets, Jets. Commanders, and Jets. And being anybody. Which means they're due. I'm taking Miami. Get it done. I think Tua is going to struggle under pressure. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. I think he turns the ball over a couple times in this game. I do think everybody expects this one to go over, and I, I could I could see this going under. I really could. Both teams' offensive lines are shot. Yeah, and I think what it really is for me is I trust, and I've finally gotten to the point because I didn't want to admit that it was Tua, and then I realized that it's not Tua. It's the freaking nerd with the glasses and the play sheet. That's what I, this I love is. that tweet. I was a big fan it's of that. The freaking nerd with the glasses in the play sheet. That is the person who is causing all the havoc in Miami. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on. You gave the nerd with the glasses in the play sheet, Tyreek freaking Hill, and he made something shake. And I think that's on the road. The Cowboys defense is a lot worse. We t- and you see it through last week. Now they're going to get a better environment, but still back to back road spot non-conference road spot for the Cowboys going and playing the same. I, I think that 
while this is probably going to be a little bit low scoring of a game, I think that the defenses are going to get active. Take your sack props in this game because I think those are coming to fruition with both Tua and Dak. But I think the nerd with the play sheet is going to outcoach uh, jolly old Saint Nick on the other side. Like I, I, I really think that's what it is, and I think he's going to outcoach him. He's going to find ways to get that offense moving in unconventional ways where he's going to put up maybe a random 14, 17 points that were unexpected, and the Cowboys are going to get this win. So, I, yeah, I'm all over. I'm all over Miami here in this spot. I, I already fade the Cowboys, but I feel pretty confident in Miami finally getting a, a marquee win, like a very marquee win. The only thing that concerns me, but I don't think that Miami has the luxury, is that next week they have a date with Baltimore, and that's a pretty big game too. But they gotta get through. They gotta get through this game. And to even think you have a chance with Baltimore, you gotta find a way to beat the Cowboys here. So yeah, I'm all over uh, Miami. I think that Tyreek Hill probably makes his return to the lineup this week. And even if he is or is not that effective, him being on the field is enough and gonna be able to open up the rest of that offense. So I think Miami just makes one to two better plays, and they win a very tight one against Dallas. This is a three point game. Yeah, I think it's going to be very close, but I am an only to Dallas. I just think their pass rush is better than Miami's. Miami's nothing to slouch at, but I, I do think, or scoff at, but I do think that Dallas has one of the best pass rushers in the entire league. I do think that it's going to be a close game, but I do think Dak is better than Tua. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a hot take or not, but that's kind of where I stand. I think Dak's a better player. So I am going to lean to the Cowboys, but I do like Tua interception in this game. You can argue Dak interception too. But I think Tua is going to be pressured. We've seen him make some bad throws when he's pressured. And Dallas is probably the most opportunistic defense in the entire league. I think two interceptions a pretty solid prop to go for. I think I would. Yeah, I would play both. I think both yeah. are really solid this week. It's just the it's really the pressure, man. And yeah. I mean, I you could take the over on turnovers. I, you know, we talk about uh, lineups. You could take a, a fumble prop like. I, I think that I think both of these defensive lines are going to get really, really active in this game. Like I really do. Miami, Miami has taken their defense more serious this season than I've seen them in years past, and so I'm looking forward to it. this. Could be a well, really they also got healthier for now. But we'll see if Howard plays and some of the other guys. But I love the under fifty. I, I think that's way too many points. I understand why you would think it's going to go over, and I could be wrong. I could be wrong, and this could be the shootout that everybody expects, but. Regardless of how I feel Dallas's defense plays on the road, they're a really good defense. And Miami's defense has no slouch either, especially at home. So uh, I think that this is going to be a little bit lower scoring of a game. I get it, but I don't like the bet overs with bad off- with injured offensive lines. So I'm going to just take the under and hope that, once again, it finds a way under, maybe a decent amount of field goals instead of touchdowns. But with banged up offensive lines, you tend to see less shots downfield with these pass mm-hmm. rushes especially. I can see a lot of short passes in this game and a lot of long, time-consuming drives. Another thing I think it has going for Miami is the speed on that offense, man. You really don't need much time. (laughs) You actually really don't need much time to get those guys the ball. So, uh, All right, both of us on the under 50 here. He's on Dallas. I'm on Miami. Before we get to the last game of slate, I'm going to talk about game time because if you want to go to this game, and spend Christmas in Miami. That sounds like a great time, Christmas in Miami. Head over to GameTime.co and try to go ahead and get you some tickets, last-minute tickets. It's so easy. You don't have to hunt down or prior. 
you know, other buyers, hoping they send you your tickets or wait outside the stadium. No, game time is going to send you your tickets. It's going to be fast. It's going to be easy. I'm telling you, it really is going to be fast. I bought tickets outside of the arena before on game time. Got them, went inside, had a great time. So make sure you download that game time app, gametime.co. And look, holiday, great, 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 perfect holiday gift to get some tickets off the Game Time app. Create an account and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account, redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download the Game Time app. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Research everything in the NFL, NBA, soccer with historical stats and data. Just, you know, if you're thinking about a parlay, Toss it into the Hall of Fame Best Parlay Optimizer, and they're going to break it down for you by hit rate, and they're going to tell you exactly what they think of your parlay, and you can decide, hey, do I want to take that chance or not? Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets. Download Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGP and get 50% off your first month today. Start researching start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, last game on the slate. The New England Patriots on the road going to play the Denver Broncos. Can we Broncos, flex this game and switch it with Miami? Can we get the Miami game on Sunday night instead? I feel like they asked that. And I I feel like I saw something that the police petitioned for that game not to be flexed because I think something's going on in Miami that weekend. Or maybe that's the game next week, the next week with Baltimore. I'm not mm, sure. But it's this something game like that. Kind of sucks on paper. It's one of these Miami games. It's either this one or next week where they said, hey, can we flex this? And the police people wrote the NFL and said, please do not flex this game to Sunday night. We have something going on. It's going to be way too much for the city. <laughs> so I don't, I don't remember. I got to figure out which one of those games it is. But see, the Dallas one or is up there in Baltimore. New England's catching seven on the road in Denver. 34 and a half is total. I was fully prepared to finally take Russ in a situation. I can't believe they got the Patriots on primetime TV again. There's really? no chance. There's you no just chance. You them out Russ. of the primetime game against the Chiefs. Why are you putting them against the Broncos? Because that's way more interesting than Chiefs. I guess that means – I think that means that – I don't know. I guess New England's going to win the game. I'm leaning New England in the spot. I don't want to lay six and a half with Denver. I'm not like uh, I see seven. I'm not laying that. With seven. I'm not, no I'm not laying seven. With no Denver. shot. No shot. I lay that with Russ. I uh, no shot. With no shot. I lay that four with and Russ. a half. You're not expecting any touchdowns from Denver anyway. But I know New England lost by double digits to the Chiefs. That was a game for like three quarters or so. They hung in there. Now some yep. of it was because Tony can't catch and they got a free interception <laughs> out of it. But still. The point is the Patriots hung around. Are they a good team? Not even a little bit. But I think defensively, they're good enough to limit a limited offense that Denver has. Denver couldn't move the ball against Detroit. Everybody moved the ball against Detroit. They couldn't move the ball. So I do think even though they have an extra day of prep since they played on Saturday compared to the Patriots playing on Sunday, seven's massive for a total that's this low. How many points do you think the Broncos are even scoring in this game? They might only need to score like 17 to win the game. I don't see them scoring north of 20. I see them winning this game like 17-13, a really ugly classic Sunday night game that we've seen. Scott, do you think that New England's offense has been really, really bad over the course of the season? 
It has, but I will acknowledge it has. No, no, wait, no, 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 no. Overall, yes. Let me finish this point. Yes, yes, sorry. Yes, it looks like a bad offense. Yes, sorry. When is the last time you think they lost outside of last week against the Chiefs? What is the last time you think they lost by over a touchdown? Well, every low-scoring game they lost by like how, six nothing or by three. How long so, do you think it's been? How long do you think it's been? One week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. I'm gonna weeks? say I'm gonna say six games ago. Let's count your progress. So, Chiefs. So outside of the Chiefs games, they beat the New England. They lost to the Chargers by six. I think you they mean lost Steelers to the Giants. They- Yes, Steelers. I'm sorry. New England beat the Steelers. They lost to the Chargers by six. They lost to the Giants by three. They lost to the the Colts by four. They lost to the Commanders by three. And then number six. Number six. six, Okay, cool. Miami. They lost to Miami 31-17. Before that, they lost to Buffalo by four. They lost to the Raiders by four. (laughs) No, they beat Buffalo. They lost to the Raiders by four. And then you had that 34 to nothing clanker against the uh, Saints. This team Why would very, I lay this number? Yeah. Why? This team is Why very Mike this, this team's very Mike Tomlinish because it's a team that's not very good at offense at all, but it's a one-score game in every fourth quarter. You don't really know why it's a one-score game, but they just find a way to keep it close. Denver's not a good offense. They're not. And I just think that you're looking at a spot where New England's defense going to be cold in Denver. I think New England's defense can do enough to keep this game interesting, and Denver's defense is good, but Jared Goff also just had five touchdowns. Like, I don't think this defense is as good as people make it out to be. It's great by comparison to the 70 points they give up to against Miami Uh in the first month of the season. I think New England might win the game here, but I am going to take the points. I think Denver does win 17-13. Give me a low scoring under, but I think New England hangs in there and keeps it close. I am locking up New England. I am playing the plus 275 money line. This is I mean, it's seven is massive. There's already conversations of like Sean Payton and Russ not getting along and and Sean Payton really not wanting Russ to be the guy. The best way to make sure that Russ isn't the guy is to lose this game at home and make sure you don't make the playoffs. Making the playoffs is the worst thing for Sean Payton and his group because that means Russ pretty much guarantees himself another season. I don't know if I agree with that. I think Sean Payton, if he ends up making the playoffs, will get even I don't know if he can get greater control than what he has. I think Russ's days are numbered anyway, because Sean Payton's proven this season he could handle this crappy team and actually make them somewhat competitive. I think Wilson might be done anyway. Maybe you're right, and the front office gives Wilson more leeway. I think it really comes down to Sean Payton, and I think Sean Payton doesn't like him. Yeah, I I, I don't think he does either. I don't like him. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm with you. I hope that his days are numbered for Denver Broncos fans' sake. But, I mean, yeah, there's no there's no possible way I was laying this number. Like, no possible way I was laying this number all over, all over the New England Patriots here. 34 and a half, Sunday night football. Give me under. The Patriots win a ugly, disgusting game, 13-10. I had 17-13, so sure. We were in the same boat, basically. All right, let's go ahead and lock in our lock dog, and we'll knock in a prize picks lineup. So, for my lock, am I just doing Chicago? If you want to. It's either them or New England. I really, 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 really. Unless you want Miami. 
I'm kind of I'm kind of afraid of no matter of fact. Give me the Jags plus two. Jags plus two. That's my lock. I, I really think that they're way better than this Tampa team. Like, it's, I, I really do. And they just had a really tough go at it these past couple of games. Tampa's really not that good. You broke it down. Tampa hasn't played anybody that, like, that impressive. And then they struggled in those games. I think this is a route, honestly. I think Jacksonville imposes their will. They go to nine and six. They start to go and lock up that AFC South. So, Jacksonville Jaguars, get it done. Plus two, that's my lock. For my dog, I'm taking New England plus 275, man. I, I will, I will, I will sit there. 81% of money on Denver during Sunday night football. I'm taking my shot on New England to get it done on the road here. And a game that as the season goes on, you're gonna see some of these bottom feeder teams screw themselves out of a pick and get a win because the NFL does not believe in tanking. So yeah, I'm all over New England here. Plus 275. I, I can't trust Russ this much, and I will gladly set, sweat out a bet where New England, for majority of this season, has only lost close games. So, yeah, I'll sweat out plus 275. All right. So for my lock, I'm actually going to do something different. I'm going to take a teaser in this one. Ooh. I'm going to take a two. I'm going to take a two pick teaser on that Sunday night game. Give me the Patriots plus 12 and a half, and I'm going to take the under 40 and a half. And that should be about minus 115. Minus one. Yeah, minus one twenty. Yeah. Yeah, give or take. But I think New England once again, they barely lose by touchdowns, but I think that a push is kind of a realistic outcome here. So I'm gonna bump mm-hmm. it up to about twelve and a half. And I think the total of forty and a half, you have fun with that one. Uh, with Wilson <laughs> and Zappy. So I'll go with the two pick teaser there like in the Sunday night game as my lock. For my dog, give me the Jaguars money line. I know it's a low price. I get it, baby dog, all that stuff, but I'm the wrong team's favorite. I know Tampa's been in better form. They haven't played anybody. And I think that you're looking at the Jaguars having a very tough stretch playing the Bengals in a game that you could argue they should have won, but it turns out Browning's actually not that bad. And Cincinnati might make the playoffs. Then you played the uh, Browns in Cleveland, which is not easy. That was a close game too, which they lost. And then they played the Ravens, who are probably the second best team in the league. And that was a game that I thought was closer than the scoreboard indicated. So for me, I think Jacksonville is undervalued. I think they're the better team here. And I do think with the better quarterback and the better roster, that's good enough for me. Give me Jaguars money line. Trying to find the best price. Uh, of can I, wait, wait, wait. Before you, before you do that, can I talk you into at all taking an alt spread with Jacksonville minus two and a half at plus 144? Yeah, that's fine. I'll take the 144 minus two and a half. Okay, all right. Because you know, you know, I hate the baby dogs. I, I had to get us above plus. But you know, plus them to win. I'm usually picking by three or more. So yeah, that works out. Yeah. All right, Jacksonville plus minus one and a half, plus one forty four. They get it done. I think this is a route. I honestly think you can you can take it to a touchdown at plus two thirty, and Jacksonville is going to win and cover that. So, all right, prize picks. Any props? Anything that stands out for you? Well, we talked about. I, let's see if we if we have any. I mean, I, I like two interception if they have interception props. Let's see if they have them up. Uh, interception. Let's see here. Yep, let's do it. They have Dak too. Can we just go both? I want, I'm I'm giving Dak out. Mm, Dak's been kind of good. Nah, 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 nah. That that. Well, we both in the offensive lines are going to have issues in this yeah. matchup. Yeah, we'll so, take. I don't both. mind the interception both. for both quarterbacks if you want to do it that way. Yeah, we'll take both. All right, we need one more. Okay, so we got both there, and uh, what else do we want? 
<laughs> do you want to pick Ross to throw a pick against New England? Just do an interception pro uh interception uh entry. Did I see Russ? Did I see Russ up here? No, Russ isn't up here. He isn't. Okay. We you could, think DJ we could Moore has Baker. a big game. We could say or... Baker. If you want to do Baker. Baker's up here. Who are we talking about today? Baker's up here. I don't like Justin Fields. Kyler's up here. So that's an idea. Kyler and reception does feel pretty good. Chicago's been really, really good. That's a really good defense. Yeah, been really good. They intercepted Goff, what, three times? They intercepted Flacco a couple times last week. They've been good. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, there you go. That's our that's our three-pick contest. We're going all interceptions, more than half an interception for Tua, Dak, and Kyler. That pays out five to one on prize picks. Make sure you use that promo code SGPN at prizepicks.com slash SGPN. Scott, anything else for people before we get up out of here? Uh, no, not really. Uh, should be a fun overall weekend. Happy holidays to everybody. And we got bonus football on Christmas and basketball. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait for it. And shout out to Nick holding down in the chat for us. Two people watching the stream. Make sure you like the video on the way out. Anybody else that comes through YouTube, make sure you like the video. Leave us a comment, too. All of that helps. Subscribe if you haven't. A lot of people will be watching. Don't be subscribed. Y'all subscribe. And, I mean, for the people that are listening through their ears, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review. And make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast, too. Some people be listening and don't be subscribed. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. Just going to end it like this. We are out of here. 